Welcome to The Word with Jeff and Robert Pruitt. We're so glad that you have joined us today. We know you're busy, so we're so glad that you took the time to listen to us today and just uh, learn some things. You know, last week we had a great, great, great time. Yeah. Telling stories is kind of fun. Uh, when, when you actually... You know, we were talking about what we're going to do, and you said, you know what? I want us to not, you don't do notes. I don't want you to look at anything. I want us just to flow with the Holy Spirit with some stories, yeah. some life things. And People I love it. Yeah. And I started to panic at first. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. what but, are you going to talk about? I said, just, we're going to flow. It's going to happen because you're more a systematic person. And I, I like to kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And I a never bit. know what kind of stories you're going to tell, but it was Well, it was, you, it was a lot you of fun. told the stories. I, I did. did. The, I did most, most of the interviewing, but I, I kind of thought it was cool because, you know, people have heard me preach so often. Maybe people are new, I guess, on, online yeah. and have never seen me before. But, but, uh, my stories I've told so often and they get better and better all the time, by the way. I get really good at telling them. <laughs> at least I think so. And But I wanted to hear your perspective about faith. Matter of fact, today I'd like to kind of carry that over. Matter of fact, let me, this is something you don't even know I'm going to do. I thought about right before we got, right before we got in the studio, I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this because I've heard, I know people have heard it before, but maybe from your perspective, it might be a little bit different, uh, or maybe not. But that is when we were traveling to this again. Mind you, we told a lot of stories about pre my coming back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So you were on fire for God, and you were living um, uh, for the Lord, and you were living by faith, learning to call those things that be not. The Bible says, "Call those things that be not as though they were." Uh, confessing, making your confessions. Um, how to overcome your husband who was um, never been opposed to God, but just didn't want him in my life right. because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And so I was, I was, my world was being turned upside down now that you'd come to the Lord and you were operating in this new um, way of living, which is by faith. And I wasn't seeing all the results of that, but you were beginning to see them. And one of the things that happened during that time that I was completely away from God, um, we decided to go down, or I don't know if there was a, yeah, I think we just made a decision to go down, spend some time with your um, your sister and with your brother in law, and uh, we borrowed my dad's car because our car wasn't going to make it, and and so um, we have a lot of car stories. Back in those days, it feels like everything always broke down. But anyways, um, but and then then his car broke down. We ended up taking a detour off of the main highway, the freeway there, and um, on, this is a country road, and the car starts to overheat same situations like it was in chicago and i'm like oh no we're nowhere where, where am i what am i going to do here and um all of a sudden we saw up ahead there's like a four-way stop sign type thing it was a crossroads and there was like um a 7-eleven type store but it was, it was like a mom and pop shop kind of groceries too like it was just kind of everything mixed together small but big enough for the community there farm community and we we pull we pull in into that um that station, that area, and you pull up right to these big bay windows. I'll never forget it. So you're literally about 10 feet away from here when your car stops to the, the bay windows where people are getting checked out. There's a couple lanes where people are getting checked out. And this man, as we're pulling up, was looking directly at me. And he's smiling at me. And he's got these two one-gallon jugs of Prestone antifreeze. And I'm thinking, what is that man looking at me for? And, and I said, look at that guy. Look at me. And she, you said, yeah. What is he looking at? I have no idea. So I get out of the car and um, I start to look for the problem. And this man comes over to me and he says, hello. And I said, hi. 
And he goes, he says, you'll be needing these. And he takes these two one-gallon jugs of Presto antifreeze and sticks them on top of my car. And and I said, oh, oh, sir, you know, trying to be nice, trying to deny it, you know, saying, no, that's okay, I can. He said, no, no, these are for you. I said, okay, well, thank you. And he said, here's your problem. And he starts telling me the location of the problem, which was underneath the radiator. He said, there's a little hose. If you go under there, you'll see there's a little hose. He said, it was cracked. He says, it's cracked on the very bottom. He said, you've been leaking antifreeze for miles, like as if he was in the car with me. Now, I had grown up in church, and I'm thinking, oh, no, this can't be. This can't be. And yes, I was thinking, is this an angel? This guy would not take his eyes off me, piercing eyes, and about six foot tall, general male build, slender. And um, and how could he possibly know? He said, here's the thing. If you take that part off, you go across the street, he said, they'll have that part waiting for you there. And I said, oh, well, 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 thank you, sir. He said, no problem. And if you need me, just call me. And I end up just, he ended up just walking right down the middle of the road, kind of just, I don't think it was like humming a song, and just, and just walked away. And I thought, dear God, what in the world? And I went in the car, and I told you what happened. What, what was your reaction? What do you remember thinking during that time? Did you have any reaction to it? You know, I just remember We just, don't talk about it normally. We yeah. Don't, I, I just remember just going, um, there's nothing around, right. you know, and when we say we're, I mean, country, small gas station, small little Few houses, um, junkyard over here, a, you know, a couple little homes and nothing else. Um, you know, first of all, you go, well, that was the kindness of strange of a stranger sure. and everything. But this, you know, being so specific, I mean, he was never underneath the car. He would never have known. Yeah, that you there asked was me, what it. did he say? And I told you exactly what he yeah. said. And I know that you were serving the Lord at the time. And I just wonder if there was there any, did you, and you can be honest, if there wasn't, there wasn't, because we've had a lot of stories where there was. Was there any connection to, you thought, man, this this must have been an angel and, and, and God is doing something for my husband or showing us something from heaven? Did you have any of those thoughts yeah. at all? I think, you know what, at the time, I think that I was just so in a place of just trusting God and believing God that, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that even if it wasn't an angel, but it, I mean, it was because I mean, just the way when, once he left, well, I haven't like told that, the rest of the story, but yeah, yeah. We, we know that it was, I mean, it was, but at the time I was just like angel or Lord, you, here's somebody that you are going to use. You spoke to this person. You told them yes. exactly what to say. You told them, you know, exactly what needed to be done. And, you know, so I, I was just in that place of God, you can either use somebody or you can send an angel. But, you know, I just, I, I was just knew by faith that God was going to take care of I remember of you saying, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, the guy told me to go across the street. And he said, there'd be a part there. And you said, it's Sunday. No one's, it's not going to be open. I said, I know, but he told me to do it. And so um, it was a little, I said, well, I, I, went, I, went, I went under the car. I look under there and it's wet where it had been dripping. And exactly the spot he said, there was a little tiny, like it's like a little, almost an S shape, like almost the beginning of one of an S uh, shape, small holes about that long. And it had a crack in it, and it had been leaking. It was all wet underneath. And oh my God, how could he know this? And I remember even asking, "Do we have? Do we have a a, 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 a screwdriver?" And you go, "Well, let me check." And we look in there, and there was a there was a flathead screwdriver in the compartment. The uh, what do you call it? The glove compartment. And I thought, "Oh my God, great! I said, That'll do it." So I get under there, I take the thing off, I go across the street. 
it's a clothes sign. It's a house. It's a like you said, it was like an automotive place slash junkyard type thing where this guy just did things at home. And and there was a little white, the house is white, it's big, it's two story, and um, there was a little uh, door there, white door, had little curtains. And it said closed on there. And so I went, oh, man, it's closed. Well, I started, I'll knock. So I, I knocked on the door, did it about two or three times. Finally, a guy comes out. He goes, sorry, son, I'm closed. An older gentleman. And I said, oh, I said, I, I'm from out of town. I, I don't know if you, I just had this part situation. He, he said, okay. He lets me in. He goes, well, what do you have there? And I showed him. He goes, oh, this is a Mopar part because it was a, it was a um, Chrysler automobile. And um, he says, I don't even carry those. And I said, oh, okay. Now, it, the, the house was the house, but this was now the, like a part of the house. It was a shop, turned into a shop. And um, it had rows of parts. You can see them, like, like four or five rows, different rows. And, um, and a counter in front of that. He says, well, let me see what we do have back here. I said, okay, thank you. So much. I really appreciate it. He starts flipping lights on. He goes down down the row of parts, turns to the right. He's there for no less than 15 seconds, comes back. He's holding a box in his hand. He's scratching his head. He, I woke the guy up. It was early in the morning. Scratching his head, and he's walking, and he goes, huh, like this. He looks at me, and he goes, son, today's your lucky day. I said, oh, yeah? He said, yeah. He said, this box, which is your part, was sitting right on my workbench in the back. He said, I don't know how that could have got there. I'm going, oh, my God, how am I going to, I know, but I'm not going to tell nobody, because especially I, because I know right. the, I grew up around the power of God. I knew it was God. I knew that was an angel, and I'm going, this, I was like, it was the most natural feeling, but it was like I was in a movie. Like, I'm outside of my body looking like this is not happening, but it's happening. And we, I took that part over. You said, what happened? I told you what happened. You started smiling. I said, I can't believe it. And so I put the part on, changed it out, tightened it up, threw the two gallons of antifreeze into the car, and we were on our way. And I look at that now, and I was like, oh, my God. God was speaking to me back then how faith operates, that when you trust him and trust. Now, I wasn't doing that. You were doing trust at that time. But God was looking out for us, and yet at the same time, it was setting me up. Right. That I would never forget this rest of my life. And right. watch this. I won't say it to the finished point. Mm -hmm. But watch this. And now watch. He said, when you, when you walk by faith, what happened? I said, well, Lord, you sent an angel. The angel identified the problem, told me how to fix the problem, told me where to get the part to fix the problem, and then gave me the antifreeze where it didn't cost me a dime to fix the problem. He said, and I still operate like that today. When you walk by faith, I'll identify your problem and I'll fix it for free. I, you could just, Glory for the God. next 30 minutes, just keep repeating that end yeah. until people get that in their Robin, in, in you were there. Spirit. I mean, look back, honey. It happened. it happened just the way I'm saying it, not adding to the story at all. That man walked away and said, if you need me, just call me. Right. Who does that? Right. A perfect, and how is he going to know I needed anything as I'm he's smiling when I re-roll up on that, on that store and he's holding those things like, like I got you. I'm right. thinking, what's he got? Right. Well, I didn't know what the guy even wanted. And it was an absolute setup from heaven. Angels exist. God is amazing and awesome. He knows where your problem is. He knows how to fix your problem. And he can do it for nothing. And, and you got angels at your disposal to call yeah, upon. And we're still telling that story to this and day. And I will the rest of my life. And we will. Because, here, again, here's the situation. And I want more stories like that, by the way. Exactly. But but we have those stories We've had some. because in those situations, in, in, that, in that particular story, again, 
you know, it was before cell phones. Before, you know, we had no kind of credit cards or anything like that. We right. had a minimal amount of cash on us. Right. Um, you know, we're just we're young. Out, we're just young. Yeah, we're out nowhere. God loves when, you know, when we're, when we're in that place where we can do nothing on our own mm. but rely on Him. And I think sometimes we get so frustrated right now because we've been believing God. And I think a lot of that, I know for myself anyways, come the frustration comes because I'm still trying to do stuff on my own. You know, I'm like, God, I'm going to trust you for this. Right. But while I'm trusting you, I'm going to try and work this situation here. And I'm going to try and sure do this over here. And I'm going to try and do this over here. And what's going to happen is, is that we're going to try and do it on our own. Where does God get the glory in any of that? Where's where's <clears throat> our faith being operated in those in those moments when we're still trying to do something on our own? Mm-hmm. We've got to get to that place where we're going back to God. You we're know, just going to trust and rely so good, on honey. you. So good. I mean, I just want to I'm break it. I'm going to break Definitely. in here. Well, I know how you went you like this slowly turned on me like I'm going to kill you for stepping on no, my toes. No, 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 no. <laughs> You can you you can you Just can do that to me because then I can break in on you. So no. oh, you do anyway. That's fine. I don't care. But bottom line is is that um, when people don't walk by faith, what happens to them? They become they feel like they're the biggest failure in the whole wide world. They right. feel like they failed. And uh, the opposite of of of, um, of faith is failure because faith should bring success. And success is relative. It's relative to your situation, your needs. It's relative to who you are. It's relative to your destiny. So you never compare what God's done for me with what He wants to do for you. He may want to do something much greater. He may want to do something a little less. Uh, it really is up to him, but it, it is contingent upon our faith. Right. And if you don't have faith, it'll make you feel like a failure. Faith is always challenged most most during a time of perceived failure. Right. So when you're going through um, your time where you're feeling like you failed God or failed the situation, failed your husband, your wife, your children, the job, whatever, um, that's when your faith seems to get challenged the most. And I want to make I want to make the statement. I've made it many times before in the past. I'm going to make it again, and I'll make it again in the future. There is no such thing as failure to a believer. That's good. And I'm a believer. That's good. This woman's a believer. We may not get it right every single time, but we believe in the Lord God Almighty. And therefore, if that's the case, there is no such thing as failure to us. What looks like failure to the untrained eye is actually your moment of transition. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what feels like I'm failing at, really God's saying, no, you're not failed. I'm just moving you to a new place. I'm moving you to another place. It's going to require your faith to get there. On Sunday, I talked about Elijah and how God had spoken to Elijah to go visit a woman at Zarephath, a widowed woman that was there, and she would supply for your need. Well, everybody knows a widow woman is not going to supply for your need. She barely has enough to get along by herself, and she also had children to take care of and no husband to, to bring in an income. So how is this going to happen? She only has a little uh, maybe savings and that's it. And maybe a little job to take care of her and her family. But that's about all. But God sent him and watch this what happened. It was during a time of perceived failure where Elijah was driven out by Jezebel. And he had just killed the, the, the prophets of Baal. And it was an awesome, powerful victory for him. But Jezebel said, you tell that man as the Lord lives by this time tomorrow, he'll be like one of those prophets. He's going to be a dead man. And it, it caused fear in him. And he ran and fled. And then God took him 
in that time of failure and hid him for a season and fed him by the ravens. The Bible says the ravens came in and gave him bread. They plucked the bread from, I don't know, different windows of people's homes or whatever and brought it to him to eat and then uh, and gave him drink by the brook Cherith. He was to be there. He didn't know how long he was going to be there. But again, he's not, he's not even in a place of faith at this moment. He's in a place of transition. He didn't understand. He was moving from one place to the next place, and God was aligning it, but the devil made him feel like a failure. Right. And then the Bible says the brook dried up, and the ravens didn't return to him to give him anything to eat. Again, in our human nature, what does it feel like? We're broken. It feels like we're a failure, right? Right. So that's the thing about failures. Don't make fail yours. Failures come, but don't make fails fail yours. And so he um, here's God, and God says, now here's what I want you to do. Activate your faith. Did he say those words? No. But he said, go to Zarephath. Leave this place. You're in transition now. What looks like failure to you is not failure, it's transition and everything's topsy-turvy and everything's all over the place and there's a lot of things that don't make sense and, and, and there's a lot of shame sometimes that tries to come on you. But that's actually your transition. Now, believe me and trust me that there's going to be a widow there who's going to take care of your needs. And when he gets there, honey, the woman doesn't have anything to take care of him with. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Just a little bit that she was going to have for her and her boys to eat. And that was all. And he said, make a cake for me first. And then God supplied an unending supply until rain came upon the earth for her and her sons because she fed the ministry or fed the word of God, which, by the way, is what we're, that's what the ministry is all about, right? right? It's all a walk of faith. Our church is called Faith Builders for a reason. We've had to walk things out by faith, and we want to teach you to do the same exact right. thing. So my point is, um, the devil will come to make you feel like a failure. Right. But you're not a failure. You are in a place of transition. So things don't feel quite right or secure but I got to act, activate my faith and trust that God's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ right. Jesus. You know, faith is a muscle. Yeah. And it has to be yeah. worked. It's got to be, you know, I had a, you know, a knee situation and, you know, the doctor, you know, first thing that he said we're going to do is, is um, physical therapy. And the thing about physical therapy, you know, the whole purpose of physical therapy is to build, you know, the, that area, build, you know, the muscles around that area, you know, to strengthen it. Right. And listen, anybody who's gone through any kind of physical therapy, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a spa day, you know, <laughs> you're going in and they are stretching and bending and pulling and they're having you do some things that is uncomfortable, that can be very painful, that you're sitting there going, you're, you're making things worse. You know, I came in here with small amount of pain right. and now by the time I leave, I can barely move. I can't, I can't walk on it, but they know that in order to strengthen that area, in order to get it where it needs to be, that it has to be worked. It has to be stretched. There has to be some pressure applied to that area in order to make it where it needs to be and where, it, where the strength needs to return. Right. And that's exactly what happens in situations in our life. We don't like the stretching and the pulling and we and the bending and right. the transitions and you know those are all uncomfortable things and you know we're 
when we think that as born again believers, that everything is just going to be, you know, um, you know, chai lattes in the morning and, you know, (laughs) money falling from heaven in the afternoons. It's not like that. And because we live in the world that we are in today, there needs, our faith needs to be strong and it, and it has to go through those, um, those transitions and it has to go through those painful moments to get us where we need to be. So we can believe God for big things. I remember, um, when we first had our, our very first home that we bought and we, we did some, um, remodeling in it and we got a dishwasher. It was 1714 Tacoma Avenue, Rockford, Illinois. Exactly. It was the cutest little home. And when we bought it, oh, it was, I mean, it was, it needed some You didn't have vision for it. I I had had vision for it. No vision. I knew it would be nice. But I was so excited. We got a used dishwasher Mm -hmm. and we were going to put it in and the hose that, and, and, and everything that was supposed to be connected kept leaking. And I, there was just something in there that I was just like, you know what? I, I, I remember... I had you down. I was, I was working on it. Yeah. And I had you down to do something, hold something for yeah. me, whatever, light maybe. And then you said, well, let's I said, pray. I'm just going to pray over this. And I was saved at that time. Yeah. And I said, okay, yeah, we should be doing that. And um, we'd just gotten a miracle. Why is my mind going back to the, um, the um, air conditioning unit too? We, I think we just got a miracle on the air conditioning. You were like, you prayed and we believed God. We didn't have the money to fix it. And oh, it yeah. Some, yeah. And, you, and didn't you say, like, we're down there, you're like, just like you said, we got that air conditioning work to work by our faith. And we prayed and believed God and it worked. Let's do this too for here. And I remember praying. I said, I, I laid hands on part and I said, in Jesus' name, you're not going to leak anymore. And instantly it stopped. And it started another spot. I remember that. And then I was just like, well, in the name of Jesus, I laid hands on that. And I said, you were going to stop leaking. It instantly it stopped. Happened, and it started like another that. one. It well, then I got, like that. Yeah, I got smart. And I was like, this whole thing is not going to leak yeah. anymore. And it, and it stopped. Stopped leaking. And the thing was, is that, you know, that, that took faith at those moments just to believe that, God, you can do this for us. You know, we have this leak. It's going to, now it's going to cost money. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And God, I can trust you. And I, I have got faith that this thing is going to stop. Do you remember, uh, not to cut you off, but yeah. I'm going to cut you off for just a second. Um, what happened? What was it? My cousin came down. He was an electrician, sort of an electrician. And oh. um, remember, what we turned a light on? What happened? The garage when the you, garbage no, full when you <laughs> When you turned, he did something. So every time you turn the kitchen light on, the garbage disposal we would go on. off. Yeah. And then if you tried to do the garbage disposal... <laughs> It would, I think, what was it? It would pop something at the dishwasher. And I mean, it was just, it was so wired. I remember that. So bad. I, I thought mean, it had to do with the dishwasher too, but I couldn't remember. No, it but, was, that was so bad. Because I think I was going to try to blame him for that down there. Yeah. Or did he have something to do with that? No. It's you, been we, so many years we, ago. You got it working. Wow. But, but the thing was, is just that, it was just that faith. We had gone through some things that all of a sudden now we could look at a dishwasher and command that thing to work. It is going to run properly. And so we had faith for that, which because of that created that faith muscle to believe him for more, to believe God for bigger, for greater. And we're doing what we're doing today because we started off with that faith at that point all the way back in those, in, in those years. And I, you know, I think sometimes that we, we, we lose that, we lose that 
simplicity of faith. Yeah. We lose that. It you really know, of is just trusting God. You know what you're saying, and I, and I remember this so well, and we still do it to this day, even probably more so today because we have so much more that we're doing for the King than we did back in those days, of course. But, um, but you know, when you're when you're walking by faith, you're all in. Yeah. That's the thing I noticed then, and when I and when I when I notice I'm not getting things done the way I should in the spirit is because I'm really not all in. There's things I can still do to fix that problem. Exactly. Or I got enough money in the bank to make that we're, happen. We trust God, but we're going to just kind of do all this other little That's stuff. That's why a lot of our stories where all of us are, you know, concerned is is in our all of our beginning days because we were younger, we didn't have any money. We had no backup plan. Well, I you mean, had to trust God. When I when pregnant with our first child and, you know, and um uh, just being born and you said, honey, I want you to stay home. It's going to, daycare is going to cost too much money. And I want you to just be able Absolutely. to stay home That's and right. raise Absolutely. our child. And, but we were living on two incomes, you know, and I actually at the time was making more than you. And then you're like, you're yeah. just going to be able to quit your job and you're going to be able to stay home. And we were trust, you know, you, we were going to church, we were tithers and we gave our offerings. So that was above our tithe. So we, you know, in the natural, it was like, there is no way that we can give up an income because we have to have two. Yeah. And then I remember that you said, honey, not only are you, um, you know, you're going to be able to quit your job. We're going to keep our tithe and our offering to our church. But you said, we're going to start giving to a couple other ministries and we're going to increase our giving. So now we're going to lose one income and we're going to increase our giving. And I remember we did it. And I remember during this, I remember one day and we never missed a beat. We did life. We made, did our bills on time. You know, people were blessing us with clothes for our new baby and, you know, all these kind of things were happening. And I remember one day taking a notebook out and I'm like, you know what, this is going so good. I'm just, I'm going to write out this little budget here and I'm just going to, you know, see where everything's going. And I remember it going halfway through the bills up. and all of a sudden going, doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. We should we not should be, be surviving. We should be in the tank by 25% every month or exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I remember I just closed the <laughs> the notebook. I put it away. God was doing and it. And I said, God, we're just he was bringing you. people would send us checks for no reason. Uh, like I said, clothes for our kids, our child at the time, son at that time. And we never walked around of woe was us, Lord. You know, we just need a miracle, and, and we, no. we would never go up to people and be like, oh, "We're down to one know. income." Nobody and knew. Nobody, nobody knew. knew. Uh, and we were so high in faith. It, there was no fear. That's, I guess, my whole point. Yeah. So my my thought of this whole thing is just to encourage people: is faith is. Like there's no safety net. You're all in. You're completely invested. Let me read this, baby. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 1 says, excuse me. Now, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices. Remember that they bought spices. So they spent money. They invested what they had. Exactly. That they might come and anoint him or anoint Jesus because he had already passed away and they were going to anoint his body. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb, and when they when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? <laughs> but when they looked up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. 
they had sealed this tomb. The Roman guard had sealed this tomb forever. They had a Roman guard around it, right? But these two women made up their mind. We are going to anoint the body of Jesus. They had no guarantees of getting to his body. They had no guarantees that someone would open the door. And if there was nobody there to open the door, they had no, no way of two women open this massive, it was a, a stone that was rolled into place that was set into place. So it wasn't going to be moved by just two women, that's for sure, or just too many of them. A whole Roman guard had to roll it into place. So these women, honey, invested. Right. They were walking by faith and not by sight. They knew when they got there, they were going to anoint the body of Jesus, no matter what it looked like. It says here that they said, who's going to roll the stone away? And the Bible says, but when they got there, they saw the stone had been rolled away. Have you ever thought how the stone got rolled away? The Bible says, well, an angel came by, knocked all the men down, and rolled the stone away, and Jesus came out and was resurrected. Yeah, but the, Jesus said, will I find faith on the earth? Everything on earth is operated by faith. God had to use somebody's faith right. to roll that stone away. Right. He can't, he, he could, but he doesn't op, operate just sovereignly. He works through the agency of man, the agency of woman to get things done. He needs somebody to walk by faith. And these women were walking by faith. They thought, we're just going to anoint his dead body. They didn't think about the resurrection, but God said, I can use their faith. They just believe they're going to be able to do this. There's no way they can do this in the natural. And when they got there, the stone had already been right. rolled away. Kind of like your story last week, talking about the, uh, your car. Yeah. You're believing God for, and then you got complaining about it because it was taking too long or you didn't think it was going to happen at all. And God had already set forth a miracle for this thing right. to happen. You, honey, I'm going to read, I, I want to read a statement. This is actually your note, and this is amazing. Well, and you put it on is. there, it, this is what you wrote <laughs> Satan's objective is to get us to operate within the carnal laws of man, where limitation and lack is an expected behavior. And how he does that is getting us to accept what we see and hear as an unchanging fact. I said that? You said that. Wow. And that was that was really good. Powerful. And it but and it's and it's so it's so true, especially right now with everything that seems to just be going on in the world. Yeah. And and it's easy to it's robbing look our faith, at it. Honey, it's robbing our oh faith. Oh my gosh. It is it it's so it's trying to. And it gets us into the place of that place of, of carnal and in that place of fear and that place of where we lose our hope in a place of fighting where people are so busy fighting one another that I, I, Satan is probably just sitting back in a big old fat chair and just laughing going, all I had to do was just start the snowball and look at these people taking it and just rolling with it. Right. And it, everybody is so busy just fighting and you know are you on this group are you in this group are you part of you know do you believe this do you not believe that and it's brought so much disunity that it's brought in, and and so much carnality into mm -hmm. it that all of a sudden now we see and hear things and we think that it has become uh unchangeable um i was just watching a video and i was actually going to put a thing out there and i in in I didn't at the time because I, you know, I just, it was heavy on my heart and I just wanted to pray for it. But um, I, scrolling through social media, which I don't do a lot Yikes. of, but yeah. yeah. And I saw this, it. this video of um, 
in Afghanistan. And I saw that, um, and it actually, the headline, and I was going to scroll by because I'm like, nope, I'm not going to watch this. But I stopped and I watched, and it was um, the Taliban and how they were, I'm going to do this without crying. They were ripping these little children, these little girls out of their mother's arms mm. to become brides or what sex trafficking or whatever that they plan to do. And, and even little boys too. And the cries and the screams of these children and the moms. Yeah. And I'm watching this video and instantly, you know, I'm like, I've got to get, where's my daughters? Where's my granddaughters? First of all, I'm like, I'm going to hug on them and love on them and spend time with them. Um, but I just began, I was just laying there just in, in bed because I'd watched it. It was early, early, early in the morning. And I just started just calling out to God and just praying and interceding for these, you know, these wonderful people. And I can't imagine as a mom of somebody coming and just taking my, my baby away from me and knowing what they were going to have to endure. And then instantly I thought of, you know, of, of, things that are happening here in America. And I'm going, we're so at that place of carnality, of just, we want what we want and we don't like you. Mm. And, you know, be, like I said, be part of our group and, you know, say what we say and don't say what we don't like and all this stuff that's going on. And, and, we we get to that place of just so consumed with the natural and we're so consumed with ourselves and we're so consumed with what benefits me and we have lost the simplicity of faith of just going back to believe God and believe God that he can you know, do what we can't do and that we can call out to him and trust him. And it's not about these things that the enemy is so wanting us to get so moved by and thinking if, I mean, can you imagine these, the, the, you know, the women that went to the tomb, if they would have gotten into a conversation with people around them of just going, no, the, you know, the wall, the stone is too big and, you know, that's going to cost too much money. And all these little carnality things about it would have missed one of the greatest stories in the word of God. And I think we've got to make sure that we don't get caught up in the, these the little details and that we don't get caught up in fighting one another and we don't get caught up in, you know, trying to hang on to something that maybe we don't need to be hanging on to. What we need to be hanging on to is faith in God. What we need Man. to be hanging on to is just the simplicity, the simplicity and the beginning steps of what faith really is yeah. and that faith can move mountains. These things that need that we need to see a miracle in, they're only going to come if we can just turn off all this other stuff that does not matter. Amen. Guys, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has gotten a shot or not. It does not matter if you like your governor or you like your president. All this stuff does not matter, guys. We're wasting so much time and energy that we've lost our way and we've lost the fact that we just have to have faith in God that what is taking place in this world, 
that if we call out to God, see, we can't call out in faith. We cannot pray in faith when we are so concerned with all these other little things that we should not be concerned in. I, I, I personally believe what you're saying, because I, I know your heart, because we talk a lot about this stuff, is not to ignore those things. No. Be involved. Get civilly involved. Uh, vote correctly. Uh, there are there are there are ramifications for voting wrong. Um, make sure but that when you, you are in faith, you hear the voice. That, that's of where God. I'm going to. That's where yes. I'm going to. And my my point is is that we shouldn't we shouldn't allow those things though to get us in the flesh. Exactly. To where now I'm angry. I'm bitter. I'm upset. No. We're in this together. We're going to get out of this thing together, but we're going to do it by faith in God. God has a plan here, and God's going to make sure. I'm going to tell you something. Let me just tell you something straight up, guys. And maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it because I believe in this. Um, God is involved in everyday affairs. Yes. He's absolutely, that's what we're trying to teach you right now. He's, he wants to be involved. You have to allow him access. You do that through faith. You do that by faith and by prayer. Those are the ways that you do it. Now, you have act, faith means action too. So it's not just saying I believe and that's it. It's actually doing what those women did. I bought, they bought the spices. They that's went right. and showed action towards it. Faith, so, will, get, faith will, will give you the courage to pray. Well, that's exactly right. Yes. And so when you say God is not a factor, there's a problem in that. And you will reap the... You will you will reap a, a a reward that you don't want. I don't know how else to say that, except for an evil thing will happen because you're allowing now the devil to wreak havoc in your life. Why? Because we've got to give God praise even in things that we don't always see. Um, Como, what's his name uh, over there? The mayor of uh, New York. Um, he's the governor. What is he? Nick. He's the he's the governor. And um, he got up there. If you remember this, he can go on and Google this. Go to YouTube. You'll find it. And he said, numbers are going down in New York. And I want you to know, God didn't do that. Prayer didn't do that. We did that. He took credit for that. And look where his life is right now. I'm here to tell you, that's not, we, we want to make sure that we're giving God all the praise. I, this is a God you don't want to mess with, number one. Number two, an operation of faith, I, I believe that God will come in our everyday affairs. And yes, we give him praise for COVID numbers going down. And yes, we give him praise in Afghanistan, even though we don't see right now all the great stuff. And by the way, some really good information coming out of Afghanistan about revival happening. Mm -hmm. So that's another good thing that's happening. But anyways, suffice it to say, even in the mess, we know God has a message for us. Okay. Honey, we're just about out of time. And uh, is there any final words you want to say about this before we... Uh, first of all, thank you for helping clear because sometimes I get, you know, I, I, you you took everything that I wanted to say and... You, no, you said it right. You, wrap, you wrapped it up perfect. Yeah, no, and I know your good. heart. And Because I think what we come down to, you know, what, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that when you have faith in God, just that, that thing of, you know, I, I told the story many times of my friend Heidi, you know, with stage four cancer and the faith that she had of just being able to say, God is good all the time, mm -hmm. brought a miraculous healing in her body to where she's cancer free Amen. today. And when we get caught up in too much stuff, we don't know how to pray. And that's when we lose our way, and that's when we lose our faith. And yes, like you said, there's things that we've got to stand on, and there's things of morality that we've got to stand for, and there's things that, you know, that we can say and we can do, but we've got to have faith. 
We've got to know that God, no matter what is happening, no matter what I see, no matter how I feel at this moment, God, I still have faith in you. Lord, I, I, I think when I saw that video of this, of these precious people, you know, it could easily, I've got, I could have just you know, crashed and, and, you know, and just been like, there's no hope. What, what's going to happen? You know, and what about this? And what about that? But I took that time at that moment of just going, God, I've got faith that you are going to commission your angels, the heavenly host to just go and do what nobody else can do for them. You can do. And that's where we need to be at this moment. Just the faith in God. Amen. Just the faith that he has got you. He's got your family. He's got your situation. He's got, you know, this nation. He's got this world. Can we just trust him? Let everything else go. Let the frustration, let bitterness, let anger, let those things just go and allow that faith in God to just begin to get stirred up on the inside of you again, to believe him for bigger greater, better things in your life. Honey, let's just, uh, and, and son, if you'll just give us a center camera, let's just uh, let's just stretch forth our hands right now. Father, yes. in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for a release upon your people, Lord God. I just feel that there's been a lot of stress, a lot of fret, right. a lot of concern, Father God. And I know, Lord God, that all the teaching in the whole wide world is great, Lord God, but until we apply it, it's never going to work for us. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would stir up those good words, those things that were spoken from your word and from your servants, Father God, into the hearts of your people, Lord God. Stir them up, Lord God, and let them know that they can walk this out. This is right. not uh, something that's an impossibility. It is possible, and they're going to see great results, Lord God. For Lord God, you did not design this day for us to fail or to falter. Lord God, you designed this day for warriors. Yes. Uh, your warriors are arise. There's more in us than we think. There's more about us than we know. And Lord God, this is going to start coming out of us like we've never seen before. I pray for the prophetic and the apostolic, Lord God, to begin to grow in your people like never before, Lord God, and that you would put out these little fires all across America and around the yes. world, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise yes. for stirring us up, Lord God, to yes. good works. Father, I just pray that, Father God, they're going to rest Lord, they're going to put their heads down on their pillows tonight, Lord yes, God, Lord. and they're going to sleep well. Yes. They're going to just sleep in peace and comfort. Father, let your hope arise on the inside of them, Father. Yes. Let a peace, let a joy, Amen. a joy unspeakable, Father God, just begin to rise up within them. Father, let even out of their own mouth begin to say, all is well, that God has got this thing, that I trust my heavenly father. Lord, and in those moments where it seems like it could be overwhelming, Father, in their life, I just pray, Father God, grace, Mm. peace, mercy, strength, Father God, to be upon their minds, upon their heart, upon their homes in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Hey, if you enjoyed this particular broadcast, this podcast, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, uh, like it, let us know that you are supporting it, and then share it. Let other people know that you like it and that you support it because you never know who you might reach out there on your own personal downline. Amen. We love you. God loves you. We can't wait to talk to you next week. We'll see you. Later.